Hello, everybody. This episode of The Horror Show is brought to you by Bodo Winter, Viola 1987, uh, 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 Tyler Buchanan, and I want to give a couple shout-outs um, to, to, to some pals of the show, Caleb Melendez, uh, Melendez, Melendrez, for uh, hooking me up uh, with a file last week. I kind of screwed up the recording and it was a mess. It was a mess. So our, our show was down for a little while last week. And uh, Caleb was like one of the only people that had a hard, hard copy. Um, I also want to give a shout out to David West, my homie. Uh, he's a good guy. And uh, me and him were talking this week. So I just wanted to give him a shout out. And uh, that is it, I believe. Uh, let me just go through this. Um, that's it. That's it. Okay. So this week we are doing Lords of Chaos. This is totally a different type of episode than we've ever done. Um, it is, um, I don't know. I think it's still kind of funny, but it's definitely different. Um, it's a, it's a current movie. It's not terrible. We don't really pick it apart. Uh, we chose this because of how close, I mean, we, me and Joe love, um, uh, music and uh, Norwegian black metal holds a special place in our hearts that you'll you'll hear about. Um, but it's it's a big factor of our friendship and uh, a big kind of a big um, one of those linchpins that kind of kept us always communicating, which then brought the show to your ears. And so uh, this is a cool episode. It's a little bit longer. Uh, it's again, it is not. It is not what what we normally do, but uh, it's cool. It's cool. And um, one thing with the show recently is I think we've both realized that, you know what, it's time to just do whatever we want because that's why we did it anyway. Like we, we, a lot of these shows, it's it's weird. So we want to just do whatever we want and talk about whatever we want. And um, I think this is the start of it. So we'll see what we do next week. We're not really sure, uh, but we'll, we'll 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 see. And uh, this is a great episode. I really do like it, but um, not as funny as the happening for sure, for sure, <laughs> for sure. Um, so yeah, so check it out, uh, Lords of Chaos. It's actually available to rent everywhere um, now, um, and it's definitely worth a watch. I, I would definitely tell you to watch it if you're into Nor- black metal music, metal uh, or Norwegian black metal. I would definitely say. Uh, you have to see it just to just to see it, uh, but uh, it's not it's it's not the worst movie. It's not the worst movie. It's pretty cool. Um, so check it out. Uh, it's called Lords of Chaos, based on the book, uh, and that's it. So enjoy this episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the horror show. Show that dissects, mutilates, dismembers, and butchers all of your favorite and not so favorite horror movies and other horror related events. I'm Sean. I'm Joe. I'm uh, I'm Necromancer. 
Uh, uh, I wish I had a cool name, but but guess what? None of them do. So, yeah. so I'm not gonna even make. A- <laughs> oh, there's so much to unpack. We 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 covered Lords of Chaos, our first. Uh, well, I, I want to say first non horror movie, but like, there's more gore in this movie the, than other movies this- we've reviewed. <laughs> I mean, these guys' lives are a fucking nightmare, so you can classify it. (laughs) (laughs) There there is more gore in this than movies that we've seen that are, like, (laughs) considered gory movies. It was insane. Um, I I agree. I agree. It was crazy. Um, So we did Lords of Chaos, which is uh, the story. I mean, this really just focused on mayhem. Uh, just mayhem. Yeah, it, it didn't. I, I was expecting it to kind of encompass all of uh, the Norwegian black metal scene, but it really just focuses on uh, mayhem. Um, so I actually wanted to bring that up to you because at first I was kind of disappointed because, you know, uh, we'll get into it in more detail. But Euronymous, the guitar player of mayhem, he owns his own record store. It's a fact that like bands like Dark Throne, Immortal, Emperor, they all like hung out there all the time. Yeah. And I was like, why the fuck aren't they showing this? And I was like, oh, yeah, because that's literally all they did was just, you know, fucking sit there and probably not socialize. <laughs> so it make no point in putting them in this movie. You know, that's that's like probably exactly what happened. Like, why why even bother throwing these guys in there? Just sit around, and not talk to each other. Dude, that's that's so funny that you said that because I was talking to Barfany uh, about this movie, and uh, she, and like we were talking, she was like, "Yeah, there's no Dark Throne." Um, it, and I I was like, "Wait, what?" Like, I, it didn't make sense to me. I hadn't seen the movie yet though. And then I was like, "Well, I guess it doesn't make it doesn't matter because they really." What did they do besides just like, <laughs> just like, yeah, just exist? Like, what are you, what's the point of throwing them in there? <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, um, now black metal is a, nor um, specifically mayhem actually, is kind of a part of uh, our, our little, I guess, our story of, uh, of friendship. Because <laughs> along with talking about horror movies at these fucking parties, at uh at the college you went to uh, and like that was like 50% of our conversation and the other 50% was probably uh about Norwegian black metal and specifically mayhem like tales of mayhem and uh that you you are the one that introduced me to to these bands yeah and and that is true and actually if you go to uh well, I don't know if it's the case anymore because I know we've changed names and stuff. But if you, at one point in time, if you went to Facebook and you clicked on "see friendship between me and Sean," it was just a picture of Euronymous uh, and dead in, in their corpse paint. <laughs> I don't even think I don't even think either one of us uploaded that or tagged each other. But that is somebody had done that, and that is what would show up when you click "see friendship," <laughs> which is so fucking funny. Um, and uh, but yeah. yes, I um, oh, so so like at a young age. I, when I, bro- I broke my leg in 1997. This is kind of a, like, just a quick backstory. Yeah, I wanted to and know. And I was bound in a wheelchair. I, I, I was bound in a wheelchair for seven months, and I had always, you know, I, we grew up in the 90s, so I always liked grunge and like the harder, harder stuff. And I always loved hip hop. But my uncle brought over like a bag full of CDs because I had nothing else to do, and it had Metallica, Anthrax, and Slayer in it. And that was harder and faster than anything I'd ever seen or ever heard, rather. And from that point on, I'd always try and find like stuff that was harder, darker, and scarier than Slayer. And once the internet became like more popular, I would go into like chat rooms, you know, before there was like Google. Right. And everyone always mentioned bands like Mayhem or Emperor 
for like spooky, scary metal. So I just became fascinated with them. And bands like Mayhem, they had this mythos to them, which I do want to talk about in this movie because, like, when we first started talking, when I first telling started telling you about it, like, it was almost considered fact that these guys ate this guy's brain in like a stew. That's totally not true. That's <laughs> yeah. just an early internet rumor that, that that people ran with. But like, I believed it. Like, it, like these guys loved Satan. These guys were murderers. These guys burned churches. Like, these guys were insane. Right. Uh, and, and what I like about this specific movie is that it humanized them. And it's like something that I knew all along. But like, seeing there's things I did not like about this movie. Don't get me wrong. I don't think it's a great movie. I don't think it's a perfect movie. But I love that it does like humanized Euronymous. Like, oh, this guy is just a fucking dweeb that's playing a character like he's, he's playing like a wrestling figure keeping the kayfabe alive yeah. this entire time and i do like that about that movie yeah i agree um it, it the the mythos man i i remember specifically because that's how you like turned me on to him was like you were like and, and i forgot about this part of the mythos until i watched the movie i'd forgotten all about it because they did so many other stupid fucking things um <laughs> but but the breathing in the dead crow and I remember vividly where I was when you told me that they would breathe in dead animals from a bag before a show. And, and I was like, yeah, huffing it. I was like, get the fuck out of here. I was like, that's the most insane thing. And the rest of like my group of friends just had no interest in that. But I was like, I, I need to know everything about these fucking assholes. And, and, and that's that's how I was. And I would spend like many a drunken and stoned hours like in college, trying to read about like these black metal bands and like obscure bands that would do all this weird shit. Yeah, no, it's um. Sorry, I was just checking this uh, recording thing because the light went off for some reason. Um, yeah, man, it's um, it, it's definitely like a big part of that. Uh, like uh, uh, of my, I, I don't want to say adolescence, but uh, my younger years, and uh, it definitely. <laughs> It's definitely a huge part of me, and it's it's all because of you in the in the basement and Paul too. Just being like you telling me and Paul being like, yeah, totally. <laughs> and, me, and, and me being like, get the fuck out of here! Like this is fucking out of control, man. Uh, <laughs> uh, I mean, we thought me and Paul like we thought corpse paint was the coolest shit. I mean, it's not, but but we thought like looking at those guys. I mean, they did it so well too that. And, and the movie gets into that too, but Uranus really knew how to market his product and just make people like uh, buy into hundred percent, a hundred percent. And I thought and I, I, that's one of the cooler I, parts of the movie. Agreed. And and I do kind of want to play devil's advocate to my own point because I I do very much believe that they were playing a character. But at what point, like like say say for instance, uh, you and I were playing characters <laughs> right. that we were obsessed with death and stuff, right? That's fine. I would go along with it, and I'd be like, yeah, man, fuck, fuck, like, hail Satan, and, like, I would just say all this stuff, right? <laughs> but then at some point, I'm with you, and you start sniffing a bag with dead animals, and I'm not like, well, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Like, at what point does, does it, like, cross over, and you actually are a fucking psychopath, just right. by association? Right. You know what I mean? Right. Like, if, if I was in a car with somebody, or if, forget that, if somebody mailed me a crucified mouse... <laughs> I would fucking have them arrested immediately. You know, like I would not have, I would not ask them to come join my band. So, like, I, the, like I do think a lot of it was playing a character, but I also think a lot of them had a couple screws loose. Yeah, no, there's definitely, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it's, 
it's just it's just fucking young stupid people i mean even if i was younger though that would have bugged me out but but it was just um i guess i i don't know i don't know what it was because it was clearly like looking at american metal heavy metal right and the depiction of it in media probably this is my guess right so they see um ozzy and things like this and how the media is like, oh, he bites the head off of bats and whatever. He's satanic. And then I think they just took that and just <laughs> acted, thought it was real. So they started doing it. But then you combine like somebody like dead who was clearly mentally ill, <laughs> like yes. severely yeah. mentally that's, ill. That's not even an argument. No. And like most likely a psychopath or sociopath or something. And then he joins the, the group and they're kind of like, oh, yeah, he's really good at playing this part. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how it works. I don't know how it works, but it's just all like, peer pressure. <laughs> I feel like this episode is just going to be me arguing with myself because after I just said what I just said, you said it. I think it's just youth. And like, I could totally see Paul huffing a dead animal and me being like, man, it's just Paul being Paul. So, you know, what? I, I take it all back. Right, right. I mean, there's shit Paul's <laughs> done that I'm like, what the fuck? But, but I've never stopped hanging exactly. out with him. <laughs> Yeah, so, so I, I disregard my prior point. <laughs> however, however, if Paul, like, if if your if your first meeting with Paul was him being like, "Here's a dead mouse I crucified," <laughs> like, that, you, that is true. Yes, that's you, true. you probably wouldn't be like, "Hey, you want to come over?" <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, man, this is a uh, this is an interesting. This is going to be an interesting episode, and I don't think we're going to go scene by scene totally in it because. It really is just this history of mayhem, so we can talk about it. Um, but we, we will we will um, discuss the movie. Um, so this is directed. Now, I want to ask you uh, before we dissect the plot and go scene by scene. Sure. Did you like this movie? Did you think it was a good movie? I, I feel like I'm just in this weird. Um, uh, yeah, because I, I I've been biting. Oh my god, I've been waiting so long to talk to Joe about this. Um, I'm kind of in this weird indifference state with it. I, I think it's because it's a topic I, I'm fascinated with and I really like and I kind of know um, it's an it's an exciting movie to watch in a way. Like you're just like because you just know all the players and you're like, oh, like I know this story. And and, and there's elements to the seeing it play out in a movie um, that Agreed. that make it. um that, that almost changed my entire perspective of of the stories that I've heard where I'm like, oh, shit, like like you said, like he's just this like Euronymous was just this dweeb. Now, I think they painted Euronymous as like a saint, like they made him like a martyr in the movie, which I, I don't think is they, true. They did. They did. And I'm glad I'm glad that you said that. And to the listeners like we will. I, I will jump around like this. But uh, if you've read up on the topic and like you're well versed in it, by all accounts, when Euronymous was murdered. Nobody really seemed that upset. And a lot of people, I'm serious. And a lot of people that he was close with were just like, yeah, Euronymous like threatened a lot of people and like he was a dickhead. Like we're not that shocked by this. And like even members in uh, Mayhem, and I, I'm drawing a blank on the guy's fucking name. He was uh, the bass player before Varg went in. Uh, and he, oh, Occultus. Occultus was his name. Yeah. He left the band. Because Euronymous kept threatening him, and Euronymous was one of his old childhood friends. So, 
I don't think Euronymous was this like uh, in like I, th- I just think he was an asshole, like kind of hard to deal with, and like yeah, wanted I, things his way, and he was way more controlling. Like they made him controlling in the movie, but I think he's probably like unbearable. Now, does that mean he deserved to be murdered? Of course not, but I don't think he was like this goody two shoes like they made him out to be. I th- I believe Varg is the villain of the movie, and would you agree with that? Yeah, I don't understand what else you could possibly call him. He's like the main antagonist from the Sure. Cat. Okay, yeah. Okay. So that's that's definitely Okay, so we agree with that. So, but instead like they could have had him be that way and portrayed Euronymous still as a dickhead, I think, but it's it's still very Agreed. anti-Varg and very pro Euronymous. Like Varg does things and Euronymous is like like they'll occasionally be like Euronymous is like, "Oh, that's awesome." But a lot of times he has this look on his face like uh, I don't know if we should be doing this. And it's, I don't know if that was the case. <laughs> well, so I can speak on that because uh, by many accounts from guys in Dark Throne and Emperor and Varg, they all have spoken and it's on paper that uh, a lot of the times people were like, hey, Euronymous, let's go do this shit that you're promoting. And he'd be like, eh, uh, sure, guys. And like be very apprehensive about it. Oh, really? Well, that's yeah. good then. Okay, so that's, that paints a good picture. I mean, he still wasn't a saint. I mean, he's, I, I'm pretty sure he was. Like, <laughs> oh, there's no doubt he was an asshole. <laughs> yeah. It's because these guys had like no social interaction. Uh, but whatever. All right. So, um, yeah. So it's it's a definitely an interesting. I'm. I'm. It's it's a really interesting movie. Um, and I would. You know def- what I would love to. I would love to speak. So. The director is Jonas Ackerland. He's directed a billion fucking music videos, including yep. Madonna. He's won Grammys. Uh, he directed the movie Spun. And he was the drummer for Bathory in the early 80s. So he like directly influenced a lot of these guys. But I would love to sit down and talk with him because he once directed Candlemass's Bewitched music video, <laughs> which features Dead like as an extra in it. So, so the music video for Candlemass is... Uh, <laughs> Their singer is this huge fat white guy with the curliest hair of all time, he's <laughs> really puffy, and he's wearing a robe and he just points at people during the music video and like they become bewitched or possessed, and they're just supposed to like you know mope around with their mouths open and look like they're possessed, right? <laughs> and dead, a very uh, like a teenage dead is in this music video. And he is acting his balls off. Like, he's always front and center, and like his eyes are always rolled to the back of his head and his mouth. Like nobody's looked more dead than Dead does in this music video. So, so for people that want to see this, uh, look up Candlemass Bewitched. But the director of this movie directed that music video, and I would just love to ask him about that. Like, did you have any inkling that this guy was a genuine psychopath? <laughs> Which I'm sure the answer is yes. I'm sure the answer is yes when you watch that back. Like, holy shit, look at this guy. But oh. uh, it's it just kind of kind of interesting. That's full circle. And I do think this movie had a lot of humor in it too. I think this movie, I think this movie had to, had a couple of of objectives. One was to piss Varg off more 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 than more than they could ever imagine. I think it does seem like that was this was written with that sole intention, just like a, hey Varg, fuck you. Like even the kid that they cast to play Varg. Yeah. Is one of the shittiest, the shittiest actors I've ever seen in my in like a big name movie, and like I feel that might be intentional. Just like just find anybody and stick him in here. This kid sucks. Varg sucks. It's, it's perfect. <laughs> I completely agree. I think it was. I think it was entirely intentional, <laughs> and I think so. I think that was uh, one of their objectives, and I think the other objective was kind of well. One objective was to show, I think, that 
um, a lot of these kids were just like way more um, not innocent, but just out of their uh, out of their element, I guess. They, they got in over their heads, yeah. a lot of it. So it's, it's and, and uh, just to interrupt real quick to the listeners, Shay has been screaming for the last seven minutes, so it'll probably pick up. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. And um, and then I think the third objective was uh, to also be like, look how stupid these fucking idiots. Are. <laughs> like, can you? Believe- I agree. I agree. I, I think it was more of just like, hey, uh, let's stop romanticizing this because these guys were fucking stupid. <laughs> yeah. And I, it's it's never more present than when they introduced dead into the movie. So uh, let's let's just get into it. You got Rory Culkin, who off the bat, I was a little bit upset with the movie just because I. They cast the most American actors to play these guys. <laughs> Agreed. Uh, like I, I personally would have liked it if it was all Norwegians in subtitles, but whatever. Or, or even just guys with accents or anything. Really, I mean, it, yes. it, it just it, it took you out of it just from the minute Rory Culkin starts talking and is like, "Um, you're on a miss." Like, uh, what? <laughs> and makes- I thought the movie was off to a shaky start. When he was doing voiceovers, like Car- Clarissa explains it all. Like, yes. Hey, I'm Euronymous, and this is my story. Like, eh, come on, man. I came here to bring murder, death, suffering. <laughs> and when you say things like that, you're like, no, you didn't. What the fuck? Like- <laughs> yeah. Uh, and um, we watch Mayhem practicing in their parents' basement um, while announcing now, their... Now, I, I like that. I did too. Because uh, right off the bat, it, it like humanizes it, and, and it showed Euronymous's little sister come in and be like, "You guys suck." And it was like, yeah, you know what? Like, <laughs> that's probably the feeling by a lot of people. And like, these guys weren't from the get go. These like supreme evil, yeah, like mythical band. Yeah. they're just weirdos experimenting with noise. <laughs> yeah, and they're in their mom's Shit. basement. And I, I love the juxtaposition in this scene where where it's them in the basement and Rory Culkin, uh, Euronymous is announcing the group like as if they're like superstars and he's like <laughs> on guitar necro butcher and they're in a basement at their mom's house and he goes and on drums manheim and manheim's sticks get stuck in the uh drop ceiling tiles <laughs> yeah. it was so perfect um no i i like that a lot yeah i like that a real lot and, and then they and i do want to say in terms in terms of music and black metal uh What's unfortunate about all this mythos about them is that Euronymous was a really good guitar player, and that sound is like he was doing that. He was playing those chords that way, like before anybody else was, and that birthed that entire sound. So it's really a shame that that kind of gets lost in the shuffle there. Yeah, and that's I forget who was talking about it. It might have been the director of this movie. It might have been somebody else. But they were like, they were like the whole thing was fucked up because <laughs> he was like Euronymous thought that he needed all of this bullshit like drama around him to to get attention for themselves and he was like and literally his guitar playing alone would have brought that attention eventually. it would have it would have spoken volumes and then you add in hellhammer who's one of the fastest metal drummers i've ever heard to this day yeah like that's why mayhem's famous it's not because you guys are fucking assholes it's because you guys could play well. Like, yeah, if, yeah. If you didn't have the talent, nobody would give a shit. Yeah, exactly. And and the, I, I wish I remembered who said it. It was in one of the documentaries or an interview I read. But yeah, they were like, it, all he had to do, all they had to do was make music and they would have been infant, inf, like insanely famous. It would, it would have been no comparison. Um, 
We also meet uh, John, the photographer. <laughs> a friend introduces him. And, hey, hey, guys, this is John. And he's like, oh, you could call me Met- Metallium. <laughs> oh, oh, I love I love that oh, everyone in this scene had the dumbest fucking names on earth. <laughs> Even the fucking chubby photographer. <laughs> like, Metallium. Are you and if you look up. If you look up real pictures of this guy, they nailed it. They 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 look exactly like the real yeah. guy and the actor. And and one thing, even though it might not be a hundred percent accurate or whatever it is that, however this movie is, um, I do enjoy that they they included as much as they could for fans of the music to be like, oh shit, <laughs> like they included that yes, guy. They like, did. <laughs> It uh, did, and uh, if you like like me and Sean were fascinated by this, I'm sure you've gone on YouTube and spent hours trying to find like old footage and stuff, which there is very limited. And like you know, you can see the footage of like the the house that they rehearse in and like the forest, and like they really did a good job recreating. Oh, those, dude, I, those that's what I thought too. Yeah, that's what I thought too. I, that, I really like that a lot about this movie. Yeah, they they they're and and a lot of like the famous pictures you've seen online. And a lot of yes, the like clips. the one with the mayhem spray paint with them sleeping under it. Like yep. they, they do that right from the get go. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, it's it's a really cool. It's just like a nod to I think everyone that knows the mythos. Um, and I think I think this movie's cool because I think I think fans of black metal um, appreciate it to an extent. And then unfortunately, we're gonna get a lot of people just posting on Instagram like true Norwegian black metal. And <laughs> at which point I want to be like, well. I wouldn't go that far to, <laughs> to make them, uh, to, to put them on a pedestal. Cause they're all, they're all kind of scumbags. <laughs> Correct. So, um, Hellhammer joins the band shortly after the movie. The, the pace of the movie is, is really fast. Um, up until yeah. probably yeah. like the halfway point and then it kind of slows down a bit, but at the beginning they're just, it's just Euronymous, uh, Rory Culkin's character just, um, narrating and he's like well then we got rid of our drummer and then hellhammer joins <laughs> and uh hellhammer's another guy that they just made um very <laughs> very innocent in the movie <laughs> but it was yeah, fun. it was for comedic he- effect and that i'm i'm honestly fine with it because he, he literally would just constantly walk in <laughs> on like euronymous and varg being like Let's fucking like, burn like down a plotting. church. <laughs> let's blow. Yeah, let's blow up the city. And Hellhammer is like, well, I'll see you later. Yeah. <laughs> like, like pull on his collar and leave. <laughs> Which, you know, whatever. Like Hellhammer doesn't really have a part in the movie. So it's fine if you want to use him for comedic effect. It was, it was fucking it was fine. But like Hellhammer is a piece of shit. So whatever. Yeah, I mean, make no mistakes. Like I. I can separate music from the people. I think Hellhammer's a great drummer. I love that first uh, Dave Mysterious album. But if you read anything that Hellhammer said from like 1995 on, <laughs> he's he's a, ter- he's a terrible, terrible human being. And and it doesn't appear he either knows or remembers a single thing that he says because it uh, contradicts everything. Which but, uh, is the comments is, that he makes are, are very offensive. Which is which is which is um, par for the course with these guys. <laughs> Like no one, if you read interviews, you almost all of them just contradict themselves constantly. It is baffling, and <laughs> the supreme being 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 Varg. Uh, it's unbelievable 
that a guy can't get an alibi straight and like keep his <laughs> fucking. I mean, I guess in Norwegian, when when you can only serve twenty one years in prison, you don't really need one. So, I, like, I guess he doesn't need to think like an American criminal would, you know, to cover his ass. But uh, he cannot keep a story straight. No, it never does, and it <laughs> never has. On his YouTube channel, he for some reason is always like, uh, for those of you, like, he tells the story of the murder. <laughs> on his personal YouTube channel. Every week he does it. And every week he's like... Every week. <laughs> and he talks so... Pro- I've never heard a more proper speaking human being. Like, he should be reading, like, Tolstoy to you, uh, like an audiobook. <laughs> he absolutely should. And he's just like... Every week he's like, oh, I'm so tired of answering this question. Vark, stop answering it then. But the, it, the fact is, it's all Vark has to talk about. <laughs> so, I know. I know. <laughs> so he just keeps telling the story, the same story of the murder. But somehow changes it every time. And imagine being tired of talking about something, but then making a YouTube channel to specifically talk about that thing every fucking week. Every like, that's why these guys are such assholes. And and you know what? I'll, we'll see this later in the movie, but it's no secret that Varg is affiliated. Like, when you say the name Varg, you're like, oh, that guy's a fucking Nazi. Yeah. And, like, that guy always, he's surrounded by swastikas and stuff. But... And I'm not saying this to downplay him. Like, I just think he's a fucking moron. Like, I don't even think he, like, understands the extent of what he's, like, promoting. You know what I mean? Like, he has those banners of the Nazis. And, like, when the newspaper guys ask him about it, <laughs> like, he doesn't know a single thing about anything. He's just like, oh, yeah, that's because I'm, uh, I'm real evil. And they're like, well, it kind of just makes you an asshole. A fucking weirdo. <laughs> he's like, oh, well, uh. Never mind that then. You know, like, he's just, like, confused. Like, Dude, I was going to say that. I think... I've had this, obviously, this homegrown uh, concept of what Varg was from all the stories and from his YouTube. We have an idea of who Varg is and where his mentality is. Watching his story play out in this movie has changed it a lot for me. And, and it doesn't make him better or worse or anything. He's still just a piece of shit. But I think he really is just so oblivious to everything i I don't think he understands anything he's doing or saying (laughs) like you said he's a he's a a sociopath and be a loser that just was like vying for affection like nobody clearly nobody accepted this guy his entire life agreed and like we'll see a scene in this movie where he goes and and sees mayhem live and then after the show he's like hey you guys rocked and Euronymous is like, fuck the Scorpions, which A is baffling because the Scorpions directly influenced all those guys. But <laughs> yeah. he's just like, hey, fuck the he's like, hey, fuck the Scorpions, and doesn't shake his hand. And now whether that really happened or not, who knows? Cause because I highly doubt that somebody would remember that one specific interaction and be like, oh yeah, that was Varg. But like, regardless, I think it was the hammer hole in the fact that Varg had nobody, he was a loser, and he was just trying to fit in any way he can. And he finally found acceptance with these guys who were, you know, playing a part in being evil. And just combining that with Varg's, like, mental illness and sociopath, <laughs> sociopathic tendencies, like, it just yeah boiled over. It was just, it became too much. All bad combination. And I, I do think that they did behave like that. Like, this is, again, like, why I think Euronymous is a giant piece of shit. Because I had read an interview that Dark Throne came up to Mayhem at one point. Like they 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 met somewhere and Dark Throne was like wow like and obviously Dark Throne a big part of who Mayhem was and Dark Throne came up to him or one of the members and was like hey man like you guys are awesome <laughs> and Euronymous was like hey go fuck yourself 
themselves. <laughs> and they were like, oh, all right, like, see you later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like, I still feel like, I don't know, I, I might be giving him too much credit, but he could still be playing that character. Like, like there, there was once a story where Chris yeah. Jericho was like a heel and he was in an elevator with a dad and his son who were, who were both Chris Jericho fans. And they're like, hey, can I get like a picture? And he was like, no, go fuck yourself. Because he's playing a heel. And he's like, I'm not going to break character because these guys want my picture. Like, I'm, I'm one of the baddest guys right now. So Uranus might have had that same mentality. Like, I'm And not especially because that mentality is really easy. That that mentality is a nice, like, like honestly, if if I had built a character around the show where I was like a raging piece of shit, um, I would it's be super happy. Easy. I would be just not respond to anyone and just be like, hey, fuck off. And then like. <laughs> Let it simmer. Like it's very I'd be, easy. I'd be happy to pr- portray that in real life. Also, <laughs> I would be more than happy to keep that up at all times. <laughs> like I would, I would never let my guard down. Like because that would just be, I'd be like, wow, this is nice to do. <laughs> like, um, so uh, you know, Hellhammer joins, and we start seeing the band come together. Uh, they just, Euronymous is like, we needed a lead singer, um, and somehow they they. <laughs> they get an application in the mail from dead. <laughs> and he's, yeah. he's, well, they, you know, they put out flyers that were like looking for vocalists and dead responded. Yeah. Who's from Sweden. Um, and yes. he, he, he sends in a band them. called morbid, a, a death metal band. Oh, I do want to point out all these guys started off in death metal or thrash metal bands. Right. And then just drastically switched their, their style. Once Euronymous started playing that way. Yep. Like Dark Throne released a full death metal album and then decided to like ditch and it sounded great. And then they decided to make all their like next couple of albums sound like they were recording in a fucking cave. It's so weird. It's such a weird thing. But uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. So so your Dark Throne, you're more of the music historian here. So Dark Throne came, started before Mayhem, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. They released Soulside Journey, which is pure death metal. Okay. 1991. And they were they were very young. And then uh, they released a black metal album in 92, which was before Mayhem released like their uh, magnum opus, De Mysterious, which really had the black metal sound. So Dark Throne was doing it before they were. That's what I thought. Okay. But but they probably had to have gotten. But Mayhem, Mayhem released Death Crush. Mayhem released the Death Crush EP in 87. So Mayhem was putting out music, but it wasn't really like Death Crush had like black metal vocals, but it wasn't really black metal. Like it was very uh, thrashy riffs and stuff. So interesting. Um, <clears throat> yeah, because like I, I, I can't. I, the the, the sub genres of these, I, I just blend together for the most part for me. <laughs> it's very hard to differentiate for me. Um Except I, I do know the, diff, uh, the whatever I'm not going to get into it. Why am I talking about this? Um, so dead is uh dead is from Sweden. Oh, and he sends them a package with uh, a crucified mouse inside, <laughs> a yeah. dead mouse that's been crucified, um, as well as a tape. And immediately, uh, necromancer is uh, or is it uh, necro butcher is <laughs> about to just throw it out the fucking window because he's fucking normal human being and you're honest yeah, like no 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 man is, is he is by far the most normal one yeah. in real life and throughout this whole movie which is alarming because i've seen pictures of necro butcher cutting his arm at concerts <laughs> but like throughout this entire thing and, and, and like in all the interviews he's always like hey man this is fucked up like we gotta stop this <laughs> yeah yeah and so necro butcher is about to throw it out the window and your is like no 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 man save it save it like what <laughs> 
<laughs> what would make you want to say that? Like, I would honestly just think it's a prank. Like, like you would absolutely think. That. Um, but they put it in, and and Euronymous tells us the viewers, he's like, I've never heard anything like these vocals before, and and he's right, dude. He's right. Who's sounded like dead either before or after? Yeah, like that guy. He's 21 years old. He, he literally sounds like a fucking corpse. <laughs> the animated corpse singing. He does, dude. It, like, I've never heard... If you listen to Mayhem's Live in Leipzig uh, live album, like, I've never heard anything like that in my entire life. I think I think it's really cool because um, what I like about him is... I, I've been going back through it because I haven't listened to, to the black metal in a few years because... I had all the MP3s and stuff, and then when I switched to Spotify, I just didn't really get back into listening to it. And um, sure. the one the one thing that I I do notice is is his vocals are there's a lot of bad black metal vocals. That's what I'm going to say. <laughs> there's a lot of bad bad black metal vocalists. That- black metal is a uh, it, it takes a certain ear. Like if somebody was just getting into metal. Like, I would not recommend starting here. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, Dead did it to a... I love Dead's vocals. Like, I think they're... I I love listening to them. But there's a lot of black metal bands with vocalists that are just... They're trying to copy Dead, it seems like. And and it's bad. (laughs) It's just fucking bad. Sure. Um, well, we talk about it sometimes when, when we discuss it, where it's like, there's, there's guys that do it, and it's just monotone, though. It's just monotone gravelly yeah, there's some that sound like an orc fucking dying in the woods like like burzum <laughs> like burzum's burzum's vocal some people love burzum's vocals i mean sometimes they're just grating like they're, they're, i i, do I don't know like, how he's making that noise my revelation after uh re-listening to some death metal this week was uh or black metal was uh i fucking hate burzum, <laughs> burzum so <laughs> dude so many tracks of just like it's honestly offensive that he's trying to tell us that he's he's saying words because he's not. There's, there's no lyrics to like half of those. Things, no, you know? he's just like. <laughs> I completely agree. I completely agree. Um, but yeah, we uh, the they they play the tape. They they invite him out. They're like, this is the guy. So they pick him to join the band. They uh they go pick him up from the train station and. Uh, from the jump, they make Dead out to be this lunatic, which he was. Um, he gets while they're driving, he just opens the car door and gets out of the car and picks up a dead fox from the side of the road. <laughs> and th- that, by all accounts, is a is a true uh, true thing that happened. Yes. Yep. And then I also which is what I was saying earlier, like like I don't like Paul would not do that. Like I was saying, well maybe maybe I would be okay with some things because I've seen people do maniac things. But if somebody made me stop the car to huff a dead fox, there's no way they're getting back in my car. Like I'm no, driving. I'm away. driving. I'm driving the fuck away. <laughs> now the actor that played that played dead, uh, he I don't know how he did it, but he portrayed like a, like a, a lost soul perfectly. It's like he always looked solemn and and like like he was depressed like he he played it perfectly yeah and you know who that is the actor no it's val kilmer's son holy shit he he looks just like him that's so crazy i know that's i know amato tipped me off to that he was like oh val kilmer's son was great and like what the fuck are you talking about (laughs) and i looked it up i was like holy shit like now it looks just like him but yeah but uh yeah he was great he was great oh he was awesome oh he was so good um 
but yeah, and then we immediately cut to dead. They they end up buying a house um, or renting a house that becomes, I think they call it Hell House. And uh, this is where they'll do all of their practicing and rehearsals um, uh, that, that create and the, can, the sound of mayhem. And you can uh, YouTube this. Uh, you can actually see rehearsal footage in that very house. Yeah. Yeah. It's so crazy. Um but I do love, like, again, there's these little nuances that make you realize, like, that make you laugh and, and realize how stupid these kids are. Like, Dead has a cardboard casket that he sleeps in. <laughs> like, it's cardboard. Like, it's fucking like he made a little fake casket just to seem more evil. <laughs> like, these kids are geeks. <laughs> like, <laughs> and And the best part about that is they're doing that. For each other, it's not like it's not like the media was like running away with the story that this kid's sleeping in a casket. It, it was just literally Euronymous and Hellhammer that would that would know this. Yeah, and he's just sleeping in a cardboard caskets. It cracks me, it cracks me the fuck up. Um, and uh, we we get a little insight that you know uh, that uh, Dead was bullied and he was beaten bad as a kid and and, and he died for a That's little true. bit. He was. Yeah, he was legally dead for a bit, and and from that point on, uh, that's why he became obsessed with death, which it's really depressing when you think about it. Yeah, it's really depressing, but really probably what it was was he probably had like a fucking traumatic brain injury from the beating. I'm sure of it. Yeah. And and that's what really caused this. It's like CTE, right? Like Because the way he starts behaving after that is is not just like... It's alarming. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like in the scene where uh, that happens right now, Euronymous goes to wake dead. Like he's... Euronymous notes, he's like, this guy was always depressed. Like always fucking depressed. And he goes into his room and there's a yeah. fucking dead cat hanging from, from the fucking ceiling. <laughs> And Euronymous is like, yeah. yeah, he hated cats more than anything. <laughs> and, and the way he gets dead out of bed is to be like, hey, man, there's a cat outside. Want to go kill it? And dead is like jumps up and is like, oh, absolutely. Yeah, because he's pleading with dead to get up. He's like, why are you always acting like this? And dead's literally just laying there like he's dead with his mouth open. And like, I'd be so annoyed. Like, I know you can fucking hear me. Like, just acknowledge me. But yeah, and then he's like, hey, there's a cat outside. And dead's like, whoa, jumps, <laughs> goes outside. Um, and we get a little weird scene where uh, <clears throat> where Dead is uh, asking Euronymous to kill him, and it's really just to show you that how depressed <laughs> Dead really was. Which, uh, if you didn't, well, and before that, before that, Euronymous was like, "Why don't you just shoot yourself in the head?" Like, if you're really that depressed, and, and I think they put that in the movie because there's a lot of accounts that were like, Euronymous yeah. was like encouraging this guy to kill himself like from the beginning. Yeah, that goes along with Euronymous being a piece of shit part. I think that's, I think they tried to, yeah, without, yeah, <laughs> I think without painting Euronymous as a piece of shit, that's how they included it, that that part of it, to try, right. to try to at least the, show it. But, I feel the same way. But I think, but I think Euronymous was much more vocal about <laughs> telling Dead to kill himself. I do, and that's what, like, again, I keep saying this, but that's what I really do like about this movie is because it, it plants that, like, doubt in your head. And I think that's kind of a credit to Rory Culkin, too, because when he's saying these things, it kind of seems like he's still saying it for shock value. And that could very well be what happened in real life. Like, this guy might be, like, like, like Euronymous might have been saying these things to dead and then feeling bad about saying it, but yeah. also trying to keep the character up. You know what I mean? Dude, and, I, and Rory I, kind of... 
plays that. He's like, he says these things, and you see like the grimace in his eye, like, fuck, why did I say that? I but actually, I completely kind of, like, conflicted. Yeah. I completely agree with you because <clears throat> just like you said, like, fucking dead was sleeping in a cardboard casket just to impress these other, like, everyone was putting on an act for each other. So Euronymous, again, still had to stay in that character of like, I don't give a shit about anyone. Like, kill yourself. (laughs) Yeah. And is that excusable? No. But like, if that is the case, I I, kind of understand. And it's possible he felt bad about saying those. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Um, (laughs) Probably the least likely thing that happened, though, is uh, (laughs) when uh, we see them finally put on corpse paint for the first time. (laughs) <laughs> and they they're having a party at their house and the most attractive women show up to this to this party full of smelly disgusting metalheads <laughs> i have seen uh metalhead groupies and they don't look like this <laughs> and they all sh- uh, so sean i will have to say that main blonde girl that euronymous ends up banging yeah there are pictures of her online and she looks exactly like that that's crazy uh that's crazy <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Th- I don't know if there was a group of them though. Maybe Euronymous got got one of them. I don't know. It's like a caravan of women show up to this metalhead party, um, and it's insane. The party looked great though. I mean, the party. I mean, and besides the, shooting fire, the party does look. Well, the party looks like our parties. Like no doubt. Like that's <laughs> how we partied. You know, yeah. just a bunch of disgusting guys listening to metal and getting way too drunk, you know, <laughs> throwing up everywhere. Yeah. So maybe and I do love. I do love that Euronymous is like, "Hey, man, fucking women is not black metal. Like that's what posers do." And like, of course he said that because there's no way this guy's getting laid ever. <laughs> yes. Yes. A hundred percent. A hundred. A hundred percent. And then. And then and then he finally does get laid at the end of the movie, which I'm sure is I, I I honestly believe this is how it happened in real life. Like this guy was just never getting laid, and he was always like mad about other people getting yep. laid. He's like, "Fuck groupies, that's not evil." And he finally gets laid, and he cuts his hair because <laughs> he's probably like, "Oh wait, this is awesome. <laughs> like, oh. Maybe I don't need to be an asshole all the time, dude, dude, <laughs> dude." That is, I didn't even think about that. A hundred percent, why? A hundred percent, why? A hundred, because that is the turning point in everyone's life when they're. Like, Lose, losing his virginity at, at 25 and then being like, wait a second. I've Maybe been this doing this all posers. wrong. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Every, everything I live for is wrong. Uh, this <laughs> I got to stop this. <laughs> I got to look normal. Um, yeah, no, that's 100% what happened. So the next day after the party, we see Dead walking through the woods. And again, all these based on like these weird stories that we've read for years. Uh, and I remember reading about this where uh, he so he watches Dead walking through the woods and he starts taking off all of his clothes. And um, and and you see Euronymous being like, what the fuck is wrong with this guy? <laughs> and then it comes time for their first live show and you see dead digging up those clothes from a fucking hole in the ground and he wanted it to be he wanted it to be he was he was playing a part and he 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 kind of knew what he was doing and he just had this like morbid and so he has clothes that have been rotted and buried to make him look even more evil which is true by all accounts yep yeah yeah that's that's from the stories we've read um, and they go to do that. And life. I also love this scene because because he huffs the dead animal before, which yes. is also what we've read that before he he would he wanted the stench of death 
like in his in his nostrils while he performed. Uh, but I love this scene because he did that, and the reaction of the band is like, "Dude, are you really fucking doing this?" Like, <laughs> so like, like the reaction was n- somewhat normal. Uh, they should have stopped him, but the reaction was just kind of like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like, absolutely. And like one of them, one of them takes a sniff to like see if it's really that. Like, yeah, I don't know. I like that scene, uh, dude. I loved it. I loved it. And again, like that was one of those stories. I remember specifically where we were when you told me about him doing that, and I was like, "Get the fuck out of here!" Like that can't be real. And then, like, of course, I go online and take everyone on a message board's word for it. <laughs> Sure. Yeah. I mean, we all did. <laughs> and and, and the, but the way you read it, you know, on these stories is like the whole band was like fucking <laughs> huffing corpses. <laughs> and uh, yeah. and yeah. the, mo- uh, the movie is really, so great. They really managed to paint like, you know, prior to this movie, prior to the book, uh, they really managed to paint that these guys were just evil, evil beings that were thrown from the pits of hell. <laughs> like they, they had no family. They were just thrown from the pits of hell <laughs> here to create havoc. Right. And like oh, you were, you and me were talking about um, those photos that they took, like, because that's all we had we had to base them on, right? Were, were these photos that they had taken? Yeah. Oh, how do you have so many swords and so many like <laughs> cave, like castles, like they're they're always posing in dungeons with these medieval weapons? Like it does not make sense. And then in the movie we do see it, and it's just kind of like they're just like <laughs> in these like shitty like sewer pipes and then the cops come and are like hey get the fuck out of here exactly and that makes so much more sense yeah. I, I mean all this time i just thought that like norway was all castles <laughs> yeah and we're like we're looking at these pictures of them with the mayhem spray it spray paint it, and it looks so grimy and and like you said like they're just living in sewers and coming out to perform this music and in reality, they're just like, hey, you want to go down there and take some fucking metal photos? <laughs> yeah, their photographer is honestly an unsung hero because he <laughs> nailed it. He got every shot to look exactly how they want it. And that's what this movie does, too, is they show like them getting into the poses and then the pictures being taken. Oh, it's so funny. Like it's so funny. Use. Yeah, yeah. It, it's so funny. Yeah. Yeah, and like that's that infamous one with Varg. Oh, I like, love what, that. Eyeball out. Yeah, like you see that picture all the time, and it turns out that's that's how he didn't want to be spotted when he's ratting on himself to the newspaper. <laughs> that's my favorite scene in the movie because it just ca- encapsulates how stupid he was. <laughs> like he's like, yeah. I don't want to show my and face, like, and they're like, Okay, uh, can you just show us your eye? And he like shows his fucking face. <laughs> It's his entire fucking face. Nobody on the planet would not be able to identify him. <laughs> oh, man. I can't wait to like, get to vote. These guys wear corpse paint, Sean. <laughs> that hides your face. Like, put on your fucking corpse paint and do the interview. People will have a way, much harder time trying to identify you. Oh, dude. Yeah. Jesus I mean, Christ. all of your photo, all the photos of these guys in their corpse paint and they're underexposed and super dark. All you see is white. You don't see yeah. any details of the face. <laughs> like, yeah. It's a perfect. That's, it's it, a, that's nothing. <laughs> yeah. It, Varg is such a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> but that's another thing. We were talking about how they all have these medieval weapons and, and castles. Like all their album covers were them in corpse paint holding candelabras like <laughs> with like no lighting. So you just see their face and they're like screaming at the sky. Those are great fucking album covers. I've never seen a candelabra in my life. I mean that sincerely. Like I've never been to a, I've never seen a real candelabra <laughs> at any home. And all these guys have them to pose with. 
It's unbelievable. They were probably all sharing the same one. They were probably like, that, That's true. They probably were. <laughs> probably like, can we borrow that candelabra from your mom's house again? <laughs> but that's so fucking funny to think to use that. Because it is scary. Like, I don't know. It's so effective to hold that. Dude, dude my, like, again, like, I, we're going to keep saying it, but... Just it from what we had to base these guys on, you were just like, man, these guys are so fucking evil. They're holding candelabras and castles. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. But it's really just an antique from their grandma's house. <laughs> yeah. That's 100% right. All sharing the same one. Yeah. Probably taking the pictures on the same day. So after we, we got to move this. So after the first performance, um, which. You know, we see um, Dead cutting himself, spraying the crowd with the blood, and and the whole band being like, oh, f- what the fuck? <laughs> what the yeah. fuck is this? Um, we meet... He's cutting himself deep. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, and they showed it in the movie, too. It was wild. Um, they they go out to eat after, and we meet Christian, who is Varg. And um, he's wearing the scorpion patch, and he, like, goes up. And it's like, you guys are so fucking great. <laughs> And Euronymous is like, go fuck yourself Uh, because he's listening to the Scorpion patch. And possibly one of the funniest scenes is Varg then going home (laughs) and cutting off the Scorpion patch and then like fencing with himself. Fencing? (laughs) In corpse pain. (laughs) Do you think that happened? (laughs) Uh, You know what? Yes. Yes. I do. 100%. Varg is such a tool. (laughs) Of course that's what he did. Uh, you know what I loved most about that? You know what I love most about that diner scene, though, mm. is that it cuts to Dead, who has cut himself terribly, yeah. and he he duct taped his arms, yep. which is kind of like comedic relief. Like these guys, you know, they're not getting medical attention. But again, Val Kilmer's son is playing Dead so well because he's clearly in pain and clearly like, holy shit, like what did I just do to myself? <laughs> and Euronymous is like, hey man, are you all right? And Dead just kind of looks at him like, what the fuck am I doing? And like, it was honestly chilling because this guy's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, he's like spiraling out of control. Yeah, and, and there are there's great moments with Dead where just just he the way they use their facial expressions in this movie is really good. It's. It's exactly what we talk about in other movies, um, like The Happening, right? Like Mark Wahlberg, instead of just using facial expressions, has to be like, oh, my God, what? <laughs> like, what? No. Instead of just using his fucking face to say that. <laughs> and this movie's the opposite. And they all can make these facial expressions where you can read, especially Dead. Like, you see Dead just, he's like, I don't really want to do this, but like. I fucking hate my life. Like, it's, yeah, like it was. I was chilling. It, it was like the moment where he's like, "I'm just gonna end it now." Like, I just cut myself. I'm in pain. Yeah, and that is the next scene, man. Um, Dead goes home, uh, goes to Hell House, slits his wrists. It's like one of the most insane scenes ever. And, and um, like we we talked about like we talk about this in the mythos of the band and. I don't want to say we joke about it, but like, you know what I mean? Like we glorify it in a way uh, and we're like, oh yeah, like the, the lead singer killed himself and like think nothing of it. And then you see this scene and you're like, oh, that's rough. Like, like that's, that's not very fun. Like that's not a fun thing to talk about. It's, it's not. And it's an infamous scene because, uh, there is a picture of it, and it was used on their a bootleg live album because Euronymous yeah. took a picture of it. Um, but seeing him do that, 
they did not hold back on the gore, and it was brutal. rough. It was brutal. It was rough. It was you feel you, you feel for the fucking guy. You know? Absolutely. Like, it's there's so. no doubt about it. It's not funny. It's not f- metal at all. <laughs> it's nothing. No, like it, I, honestly, I felt sad. Like I felt for the kid. Um, yeah, I did too. He's only twenty two. Uh, you know, he should have gotten help. Like somebody around him should have gotten this Absolutely. Because there is clearly warning signs. And uh, the way that he does it, for those that don't know, he slits both of his wrists, uh, you know, upwards, very deep. And then he cuts his own throat, which is fucking chilling. And they show this. Yourself. They sh- fucking show this in yes. detail. And th- that is what happened. And you could see uh, his slit wrist in the photo. And he did write a suicide note. Now, uh, it usually people think it just says, sorry for all the blood. He wrote a legit note, and you can read it online. It, it uh, It's like paragraphs long. Which oh, is it? Almost. Imp- oh, yeah, it is. Uh, it's 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 like it's depressing, you know. I don't know why you want to do that to yourself. But yeah, yeah. I, I read it, but uh, uh, it's almost impressive that he was able to write all this uh, with two slit wrists and a slit throat. <laughs> but he does, um, and then then he shoots himself because it was taking too long. Yeah. So this is a guy that uh, he needed help. Very, very a lot of help, and <clears throat> I love the way that they throughout the movie. So the story is. Dead kills himself. Euronymous shows up. The door's locked, so he has to go in through the window. He finds the body. It takes him hours before he calls 911 to get Euronymous help. So so the story is, right? And, and it takes him that long because he picks up a camera and starts taking photographs of the corpse and positioning the fucking weapons in a way to take a better photo and all this stuff and that before he finally called 911 um but as now, the, now that is in my opinion inexcusable like that's agreed. not normal behavior no, that no. makes i mean i i could see an argument that maybe Euronymous was in shock and then maybe was like well this is what he wanted like maybe I'll, I'll honor him like you know because dead always talked about shit like that so there's possibilities that Euronymous tried to justify it but I I personally find it inexcusable it's inexcusable um, but I also think maybe mm, it, like we said he's in this character 24-7 right he's always acting like an asshole maybe he is just an asshole but yes do, but he's by himself yeah, right now you yeah. know what i mean like there's nobody to impress yeah there's no one to impress and he does take the photo obviously cuz we we have seen it and but i don't know if after as the movie goes on we kind of get these um snippets of um him thinking about this moment later in life like as as his career goes on He'll think about it, but it kind of adds um, different elements to it, different, more emotional elements. And ultimately, in the end, we'll see one last scene where he's thinking about that day and we see him just crying over over Euronymous and or over dead. But uh, sorry. Yeah. Again, I do like that about this movie. Now, uh, uh, we don't know. You know, we don't know. We don't it's know. possible that he was just an asshole. Correct. But I tend to think how they portrayed this makes more sense. Like, this is just a guy that he himself wanted to be accepted. He also wanted to be a famous musician. He tried to play a character. Yeah. It just spiraled out of control. Yep. You know, I, I don't think it's that unbelievable. Like, posing your, your 
at your friend's corpse and taking a picture is fucking ridiculous. <laughs> uh, I mean, I can't. There's nothing I can say to justify that, but I can justify feeling bad about it afterwards. Yeah, you know, like, I, and I do. You're think young and I, stupid. I, yeah. <laughs> I do think too. I think, it, I, you know, human beings in general are pretty good. <laughs> like we're 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 not. It's really like to be evil is 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 is. is Rare, I think. I think it's kind of more rare than we think to be completely evil. I, I imagine maybe he took the photo at first and was like, oh, yeah, I'm metal. And then was like, what the fuck did I just do? Like, and, and then really it hit him. Right. And, and that's like, not that's what? not unusual. We've all done things. And then immediately you're like, holy shit. Like, why did I just do that? Yeah. That like, are you fucking terrible. Like, I am a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I mean, there's I, that, that's right. Because there's there's things that I've done like. Two decades ago, that I still think about and like, oh my god, like why did I do that? Like I, I should call people and apologize. <laughs> Dude, I agree completely. <laughs> I agree completely. Um, yeah, so that's a that's a brutal scene, um, and you know uh, we see him take the photos and they get them developed, and and we see Hellhammer and Necro Butcher come over, and he's showing them the pictures, and they're just kind of like, uh, all right, man, <laughs> like cool, I guess. Especially. Especially Necro Butcher. He's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, and Necro Butcher uh, quits the band right now because <laughs> uh, Euronymous pulls out necklaces and he's like, yeah, now Dead's always with us. And Necro Butcher's like, what, what the fuck are you trying to say, man? <laughs> like, I love I love the doubt. Like, he just knows. Like, he's like, what, what is up? Like, what? <laughs> like, what? I, when you're vague like this, uh, I know you're doing something terrible. <laughs> <laughs> and sure enough, and uh, we. Oh, sorry. I was gonna say so. It's fragments of dead skull, but later on in the movie, and I wanted to ask you this. Uh, he's like, "Hey, Varg, it's just a fucking piece of chicken meat or chicken bone." Yeah. And do you believe? Do you think that's likely the case? I think. Mm, I don't know because the mythos is so burned into it, and there's parts of it that I want to believe in a way. Um, not that I want to believe that he took this guy's skull fragments, but like, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I, I kind of feel like maybe he did. He, I feel like maybe he did. I feel like if you're willing to take a photo of your friend dead and pose him while he's dead, um, I also tend to believe you might take it. However, I don't think he gave a piece to Varg. Okay. All right. That's interesting. Uh, I, I've always had doubt about like the older I got about him taking the skull fragments because it's a fucking crime scene. Yeah. That's I feel like he would have been taken in. And even the posing the 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 guns and stuff, like maybe maybe he moved the gun, but I, I highly doubt he touched anything else. Yeah, I, 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 I'll agree with that. Like, I, I th- again, there's parts of it like I just want I don't want to destroy the mythos that I know. <laughs> um because it's just it's just crazy that that's those stories are crazy. But yeah, I mean, I, I could I could see I could see either. I could see either. I, I don't know. Yeah. I, I definitely don't think he gave Varg one, though. I, I like they ever by all accounts, everyone hated this kid Varg. And like he let him in the band just to basically keep him closer because he was gaining a lot of traction and a lot of. um Yes. A lot of control. Like street cred, right? And, and I think, yes. so I think he was probably like, like we said, like he, I do believe he was upset at Euronymous's death 
And I think even if he did take the skull fragments, it really was as like, hey, man, like, that's my buddy. Like, you know what I mean? And I don't think he would have just given them away. Like, sure. I I think maybe he gave them to the band and they were like, I don't fucking want this. (laughs) <laughs> uh, but I, I I think if like for Var he was like like you can't have like a piece of dead like fuck you like I'll just t- tie up this wishbone and you'll be dumb enough to be like wow <laughs> <laughs> that's true <laughs> like it probably looked like a straight up chicken wing bone and <laughs> <laughs> like a drumstick <laughs> yeah and Varg was just like wow what an honor. <laughs> <laughs> i I believe that way more um but yeah i I, I don't know regardless regardless i don't know um so you know time goes by uh euronymous ends up opening a record store and i love that they did finally give euronymous the gg allen that shitty gg allen mustache (laughs) that he rocked for a little while Yes, it's disgusting. Best. What's the best part about him opening up uh, his hell record shop? What's the best part? Yes. Um, I don't. I don't know. It's when all the black meddlers come in and the girls, and there's flowers that say "Good luck, honey." On like opening oh. your store, love mom and dad. That Euronymous's parents gave him. A hundred percent. I love that. I love that. And and dude, and th- another part of this whole movie is all of their parents financed all of this nonsense. All of this. Yeah. All of this. <laughs> they should. They should all be arrested. Yes. That's what I was about to say. They literally were financing like crime. <laughs> it was insane. And none of them were like, where does this money go? I mean, I guess they had music to show for it. But like, <laughs> no offense. I mean, well, <laughs> Euronymous is a record store. I mean, he he had his own label and he did put a lot of bands through it. But still, I mean, it couldn't have been selling that much. No, no. And there's another part of like Euronymous's thing is that record store. uh, There was a lot of bad stuff going on at that record store. So for Euronymous to, again, be painted as like, uh, like, I don't know about that. Like, dude, it was all being like run out of your fucking record store. So uh, you know you, your your hands are 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 dirtier than this movie uh, leads you to believe. Um, yes. So um, he'd start. He basically starts his empire um, for for the black metal scene. Um, and, and I love this. This is like one of my favorite scenes. Is he's like I had started an empire. Nothing could stop me. And then you cut to Varg. It cuts the var. The best. Scene, I, I love that juxtaposition. Dude, it was so great. It was so perfect. It was like, the least subtle, least subtle thing I ever seen in a movie. No, no, I know, I know. But I mean, and I don't think. I mean, I guess it's probably subtle for people that maybe don't know. Well, no, even if you don't know the story, it's like, oh, <laughs> I see what's happening. <laughs> um, but I, I, I don't even. When you know the story, it's just like, oh fuck, like that's crazy. But um, yeah, Varg is moving. Uh, closer to be closer to uh, to the scene, I guess. <laughs> yes, and sleeping in his car. Yeah, and, which, and, which Euronymous Euronymous will visit wearing like speedo underpants, which is and, and then calling calling Varg a poser in his car. Like Euronymous, look what the fuck you're wearing. <laughs> and I do love it because like it does. I do think they paint Varg's like stupid hanger on mentality perfectly because. 
his last interaction with Euronymous, Euronymous, you know, was like, that's not true metal, talking about his scorpion pin- patch. Uh, yeah. And he walks into Euronymous's store and he's like, why do you sell this shit? I thought this place was true metal. And it, it's a Scorpion album, right? Right. <laughs> and, right. And, but it also goes to show you like, yeah, like Euronymous was, was always about making money. Like, and Euronymous's excuse was just like, yeah, I put that out there for the posers to find. <laughs> like throwing it back on Varg. <laughs> like only a poser would pick that up. <laughs> I love, they're such stupid kids. Like they're just dumb kids. <laughs> like, oh yeah, well only a poser would actually touch that. And Varg's like, oh man, he's got a point. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I wish I just would go back and forth and be like, well only a poser would know. Like, uh, it's essentially uh, what but- they like tried to do without making the movie boring. They were just like <laughs> <laughs> Everyone just calls each other. Calling a someone a poser is so stupid. It's so ridiculous. And I do truly believe that's the entirety of why all of this happened was everyone just calling each other it, posers. It <laughs> is. It is, dude. Because none of these guys had any friends and they just wanted to be accepted. But that's what happens when you have people that don't know how to socially interact and they're all thrown into this shitty little cellar together. And they're all just trying to one up each other. And it was just a recipe for around. <laughs> Yeah, dude. <laughs> think about people like that were introverted and quiet. Like this isn't me knocking them, but would you give them a fucking sword to walk around with in public? Of course not. And then you put them all in a basement, and they're all just like, bringing bigger swords and like thrones, <laughs> maces, like posing. That's what you call those, right? The, the ball. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're maces. Yeah. That's honestly the most dangerous thing I, you can fucking bring anywhere because somebody's gonna pick it up and swing it. Like, the, you could, I don't care. Even even if you brought it in, like, uh, <laughs> you brought it to work, there's gonna be somebody that's gonna pick that up and swing that. Yeah. So imagine having those like available in, in that cellar. Mm-hmm. Jesus. Now, one thing I don't think is accurate. Uh, they paint Varg as a totally sheltered pussy that Euronymous influences, right? Um, which I guess isn't yeah. far, but I, I have heard that Varg was already way into like weird skinhead shit. Varg just wanted a group. Varg was in a group. So he was in old funeral. Like this isn't like they made it seem like he drove all this way and was like, please let me make music. Yeah. Varg was already making music. Well, that's yeah, that's true. But I also think, I think Varg, even as a, as an actual youth was looking for a, like, this is, like, the same reason, like, kids get involved in gangs, right? Um, like, I think Varg wanted, like, a family almost. Like, I don't know what his family life was like, but... They- so Varg, uh, he lived in Iraq. His, his dad uh, and it moved them there for work, and he was the only white person uh, for a while. So I'm sure something happened to him. Probably didn't fit in well. Yeah. He, you know, became prejudiced or whatever uh but by all everything i've read is mom and dad are pretty wealthy and we're pretty around for him it's so weird though he's he's just always looking for acceptance and i mean he was a skinhead prior to this which they don't really talk about um but i think he was just looking for weird groups of people that would just accept him for being the weird guy he was but even these guys barely accepted him but they finally were like but he got famous. I guess that's really what it was, right? People started liking him, and then they were like, "Oh, all yeah, right." And and people still consider Burzum's albums like pinnacles of black metal. Yeah, I, 
I mean, he's playing all the shit himself. There's no doubt Varg's a talented musician. Yeah. But, um, yeah, he, he has a hard time being accepted by anyone. Yeah. So he also reveals that he has changed his name to Varg. Um, and he, he's, very, he's very adamant about it because, I mean, in real life, Varg is against Christianity and things like that. Um, so he, And because his name was Christian, he's like, I've changed my name to Varg. And Euronymous, though, like you just see like light, like money signs with Euronymous, right? And I think that's a good way to, because th- like as soon as he says Varg, Euronymous is like, I kind of like that. Like he's not thinking about like him as a person. He's like, <laughs> like I could market Varg. <laughs> like, um, yes. And he ultimately hears Burzum's tape. He, uh, Varg gives him a Burzum demo tape and uh, he signs Burzum to his label. But he's like, Hey, uh, I would sign you, but I don't have any money, so good luck. <laughs> and then and then just like any other kid looking for acceptance, Varg is like, oh well, my mom will pay for it. <laughs> and, and somehow, like, how does that even make sense? But uh Var uh Euronymous is like, all right, we have a deal then. <laughs> like, I mean, what I don't understand the point of Varg doing that. Like, why not just have your mom pay for it? Dude, because he was just such a right. hanger on, right? Like he just wanted that exactly. acceptance from that exactly. group, so he was willing to <laughs> Do all the work that Euronymous would have done as a label <laughs> just to just to be around Euronymous, um, which is which is wild, which is wild. And it, it seems accurate. Um, and I also love this part because he's uh, they start showing how Burzum, um, how well, how Euronymous kind of tries to take control of Burzum also Um and he gets him into the studio and Euronymous is uh overlay. He's like, he had some really terrible ideas. <laughs> and it cuts to Varg being like, uh, I want to make the room empty and just put the mic in the middle of the room. <laughs> and Euronymous is like, that's going to sound terrible. <laughs> and Varg's like, that's the point. <laughs> and I fucking love that so much. <laughs> It's so funny. It's I mean, so funny. That is what they were doing. I mean, listen to fucking Dark Throne. That the, the Dark Throne's recording microphone might have been in a separate room. For <laughs> I'm serious. <laughs> oh man. Oh, it's fucking great. And uh, I, I, I love, I love. So they become, he, they accept him kind of, but they become like rivals, trying to one up each other. Yeah. And like, it's just a power, power struggle over who can control more, who can you know get bigger or whatever. Yeah. Um, and I totally forgot the point that I was going to make with that. It was about their rivalry. Fuck. Eh, go on. Well, Euronymous is uh, acting like Burzum is kind of his reaction. And I just remembered it. I just okay. remember I was going to say, Burzum, Burzum will go, or Varg will go on to do things. Um, you, you know, that's not a spoiler to anyone. No. Uh, he'll go on to burn churches and stuff. And this comes up pretty soon. Uh, you know, he burns a church for his album cover. Yep. Which, by the way, uh, the fact that the Norwegian police needed to do an investigation <laughs> is fucking baffling. It took two years. <laughs> picture. It was on his album cover that he was selling. But but anyways, uh, like even if even if he didn't personally do it, he clearly knew who did because nobody else had the picture. But right. Whatever. Um, from the get go, uh, Varg's like, yeah, man, like this is evil. Like we're burning churches. And then Uranus was like, yeah, man, we did it. And Burzum was like, what? Like we like I just went out and burned that church. And Uranus just keeps like comedically saying like, yeah, man, we finally did it. Like I, I suggested it. And Varg's like, no, what? Like 
I love that part. Yeah, I do. And I, and it was again, like, uh, Euronymous. I mean, even though like who would want to take credit for that? It's, it's a credit to Euronymous's marketing. And like, that was, I mean, by all, from the mythos, like when you think about that, the, the stories of the church burning, you just assume Euronymous is involved in it all kind of, unless you do a little bit deeper research, like you just assume they were all in on it, but really Euronymous was just trying to get his name attached to it without doing Yes, <laughs> exactly. Uh, and, and he would call it like he did, like he did like promotion, promotional tours for this. Like he would call radio stations in different countries and be like, yeah, the, I encourage all of this, but I don't personally do it because uh, if I get raided, the record company will shut down. Yeah. Like yeah. It's crazy. Um, and so, yeah, he's like trying to take credit for it all. Um, and we see Varg burn down his first church. Uh, he leaves a dead rabbit at the footstep, which will come into play later. Um, but I don't know why he does that. <laughs> Uh, who knows um euronymous sees it on the news and is like holy shit and he knows immediately it was varg um and he says after the church burning it was a competition whatever i did varg did 10 times bigger and better um and we kind of see them just oh it we see a little bit of a montage of them just competing and varg taking things to extreme um yeah, it's 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 wild. Um, and they invite Varg to end up and, you know, Euronymous sees the writing on the wall like Varg is becoming huge. Like they're talking about how he's banging all these groupies. Everyone loves Varg. Um, so he's like, I'm going to bring him in to mayhem and. Will it helps us? Yeah, and that's how he can control Varg's success, too. Yep. Now he's in Euronymous's band. Yep, And again, like. Not a great person to be like to do that, but you know he he wanted the success that came with Varg and that that just like the street cred like Varg is Varg's an idiot and doing all these crazy illegal things, but like that's sweet if it's attached to our name, <laughs> like right, right. Um, and then and then Euronymous eventually does accompany him to a church burning. Yep. Where Varg's trying to literally blow it up with a bomb, but too stupid to figure out how to work a bomb. So, <laughs> thankfully, Euronymous has sense and is like, hey, you know, there's, there's paper that you can literally just Paper all over it. So, they light it on fire. And my favorite, I, I swear to God, I swear to God, the director had to have been like, hey, can you make Varg's laugh as stupid as possible? <laughs> Dude, oh my god. <laughs> Dude, he, he's Peter Griffin. He's doing the Peter Griffin. Varg's laughing like Peter Griffin after every church burning. <laughs> it's so funny. It's so fucking funny. It cracks me up. Just running around with a church burning, be like, <laughs> It's awesome. Uh, we get the Faust scene. Faust, um... Bard Faust uh, was a member of Emperor. Yeah. He is still around somehow. I do, again, these fucking, these fucking Norwegian laws are unbelievable. <laughs> unbelievable. Uh, you know, the way they portray him in the, in the movie is pretty much, if you look up old Bard pictures, I mean, he was such a fucking loser. Now, now he's bald head with a goatee, but uh, before then, he just looks like such a piece of shit weirdo. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was in Emperor, and he kills a homosexual for, in Lillehammer. For, for being a homosexual. Like, it's not that... It, it, for the purpose that this guy was gay, so... There's this not guy follows him out of... There's not. This guy follows him out of a restaurant, 
and like comes on to him, uh, you know, grabs his hand, and, like puts it on him, and then he, he gets stabbed to death. Yeah, multiple and, times. And basically, every I mean, in the movie, they show him at one point just walking by, being like, "I wonder what it's like to stab somebody." <laughs> it's like what? the accounts that I've read about it was like, everyone was like, uh, no one even knew why Faust really did it. Uh, Everyone was like, that wasn't Faust. Ishan Ishan, uh, said that he was always obsessed with serial killers. Uh, Like he would always talk about murder. Regardless, the fact is Bard killed a man and uh, he should be killed himself. Uh, But he's unfortunately still out there making music. Yeah. Yeah. Faust is out there and it's fucking bizarre. (laughs) It's really fucking bizarre. Um, but, uh, in terms of the story, the, the reason this is, but, but Sean, Sean, let me ask you something. Small town in Norway, right? With very little crime rate. Churches start burning all over the town, correct? <laughs> and then a man, and then, and then a man gets murdered and there's literally only one place in town where fucking weirdos promoting Satan flock and it's called hell. These cops... <laughs> Are such bumbling idiots. Like, I'm not a detective by any mean, and that would be my first. Like, if somebody told me this, I'd be like, "Hey, why don't you go check these guys out?" Uh, yeah. And seems like it's, store seems window. like it's something they'd be into. Yeah. <laughs> the record store window has records with churches burning on it. Yeah, exactly. It's, I don't know, man, but uh, it seems like you where, might want to get a warrant. Where to start our investigation? <laughs> <laughs> And I mean, ultimately, like this collapses all around them. I, I mean, it doesn't it doesn't take long. I mean, I mean, it does. It takes too long for the cops to put this together. But but they, they just self implode. These guys, these guys just it, it's insane. That's true. And what the movie did not show is that uh, Fenris from Dark Throne, Dark Throne said that like the town folk knew because obviously, you know, yeah. like, like what I'm saying, he's like the town folk knew. And he was like, one time I went like to downtown Oslo, like dressed in my leather. And he's like, and they kicked the shit out of me. It was like right <laughs> after the second church burning. Yeah. You can, you can find that online. He's like, he's like, I could not like be seen in public for a while. He's like, I would go down dressed in like my metal studs and like the older people would kick the shit out of me. <laughs> and the cops were like, well, no evidence. <laughs> Oh fuck! Whatever. Uh, I mean, yeah, it's just a small town, though. I don't know. I don't know. Um, well, Faust ends up telling everyone that he he did that murder, and um, uh, in a gro- like again, like Rory Culkin is actually a pretty good actor in this, and, and you could see the confliction when he's like thinking about what Faust is saying. Um, but ultimately, he's like, "Congratulations, man." but there is an element to him where you see him being like oh what like what the fuck like god damn it what the fuck have i gotten into but like he can't be like no because he feels like that will ruin his reputation so he has yeah so he has to be like congrats man (laughs) um and it's ridiculous and unfortunately varg's like let's celebrate by burning another church like Vark, you burn so many churches. Is it even a celebration at this point? <laughs> exactly. It's so funny because because Bard himself is kind of like sulking at first, like like he's kind of like, "What did I just do?" And Vark's like, "Let's go celebrate by uh, committing more crimes." And Bard, <laughs> yeah. Bard's like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> um, and also a little bit of Euronymous, like when they're talking about stabbing the guy, um, Euronymous is like, "Yeah, we we did it, man." And again, Foss is like, 
hey man, like, are you kidding me right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, and we see Euronymous start slipping into like this paranoia. Of, he thinks the cops are watching him. I mean, by this point, like, how, I don't even know how many churches have been burned by this point, but a lot, <laughs> a lot of churches have been burned down and everyone's talking about it too. Like it, it's insane. And, and Varg is like, I want to go to the press about it. Cause yeah. Varg yeah. thinks this is some type of political movement. That's gonna That's going to pick up steam. <laughs> and Euronymous is like, Hey man, um, don't do that. <laughs> um, uh, spoiler alert, he does. Yeah. <laughs> the, those newspaper, like, I would also love to, to, like, interview those guys in real life. The people Dude, that interviewed Varg. That's what, I guarantee it went down exactly how they showed it. Like, I cannot, like, that guy must have been borderline chubbed up being like, I can't believe I'm getting this scoop right now by this fucking idiot. And he thinks I agree he's going to remain anonymous. I agree completely. Like, there's elements of this where I'm like, oh, this, like, we know enough about Varg, like, now that this makes so much more sense. This makes so much sense. <laughs> this is this is exactly what he would have done. He's such an idiot. He's such a moron. Yeah. Like this like that reporter like I, I seriously, like I would love to talk to him because he's probably like that entire time he's probably grinning, being like this is the break of my lifetime. Like I'm getting this huge scoop of these unsolved crimes by this fucking moron that's putting hair over his face. He'd be like, hey, guess, guess you can't guess who I am. And, yeah, and I love it, too, because, like, it, they point out how stupid Varg is. Because when Varg calls Euronymous, he's like, I'm going to go to the press. And Euronymous is like, dude, we're all going to go to jail. What, Like, what's the point? I don't understand. Like, you're you're not going to start a movement because we're all just going to be in jail. And, yeah. and Varg's like, well, I'll do it anonymously. And then Euronymous is like... Then what's the point? <laughs> like, <laughs> if you do it anonymously, no one knows it's you, so they can't join you. Like, what you're talking about is stupid. <laughs> like, yes. Yes. He's making sense. And Varg ultimately decides to go against it. And, and when he's interviewing them, he's not giving them any details at first. And the guys are like, well, what's the point of this? Like, you're wasting my fucking time. He's like, everything you've told me, we literally already know. Yeah. And the Varg's like, well, uh, I bet you didn't know there was a rabbit found on the foot front steps. And the guy's like, okay, fine. Like, tell me more. And he just spills all the beans. Yeah. And <laughs> I, I said the actor that was playing Varg was a shitty actor before, uh, but he does do a good job here because he's like, Every time he says something and the guys are like, oh, tell me more. He like sheepishly looks proud of himself. Like, yeah. oh, these guys care about me. Like these guys are interested. <laughs> like he does a good job portraying that. He does. He does. And Var- Varg has this elaborate setup and a throne and a sword by his side. <laughs> and at this point, Varg has started going by um, Count whatever. Count Grishnak. Grifnak. I can never pronounce it. And uh, or the Count. Because they all love Lord of the Rings. <laughs> It's so stupid. And uh and but he's got like Nazi flags up and um he he set up this elaborate studio at his house to do the interview in to look cool. Like just for the purpose of look, yes. looking cool. And like you said, they they question the the journalist is so funny. The journalist I, I love this. It is funny. And Varg is like, call me, call me Gravy Grushnak. And they're, and they're like, and the guy's like, excuse me? And he says it again. And he's like, I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> and Varg's just like, oh, just call me the count. Just call me the count. <laughs> and I love it. And um, 
And he's and like, when those guys leave, they just look at each other, and one of the guys is like, "What a fucking moron!" <laughs> like that's perfect. Like the absolutely perfect. It's so good. And and you know, at this point, Varg is claiming that he's not involved. At the beginning, he's like, "I'm not involved. I just know who's involved." And he's like, "So how many of there are you?" And Varg's like, "Well, there's six of us." <laughs> Yeah, and then the guy's like, hmm. Yeah. I was like, oh, fuck. I've been foiled again. <laughs> and then, and my, again, like, Varg's like, uh, did you notice uh, when it happened? And the journalist is like, no. Like, what? And Varg's like, June 6th at 6 a.m. Get it? 666. <laughs> the journalist is like, clever. <laughs> and Varg has the biggest <laughs> smile on his face. <laughs> and the, but the best part, the best part is the journalist being like, so you're a Satanist. And Varg's like, yup. And he's like, and a Nazi. <laughs> and Varg's like, yup. And the guy's like, that's a pretty broad belief system. Don't you think? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and that's what I was saying earlier in the episode. Like right. that guy calls him out on it. And Varg's just like, uh, well, you know, isn't that so metal? Isn't that so evil? <laughs> Like, it really is just kids trying to combine the most evil, like, things, even if it exactly. makes no sense exactly. whatsoever. <laughs> the journalist is like, whatever. Like, and Varg also fesses up to being involved in that murder in Lilyhammer. And the the reporter's like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> fucking idiot. Yeah, now now the reporter's, like, totally chubbed up. He's like, holy shit. Like, yeah. you just fucked yourself, kid. And uh, you made me famous. So yeah. Like- and, of course, Varg is arrested, like, the next day. <laughs> <laughs> it's so perfect. Uh, they all are. They all are. Uh, Frost is Samoth from Emperor. When Emperor releases their first album, three of the four members are currently serving jail time. It's crazy. And then they get out. Like, it's fucking crazy. Well, yeah, because because this is like the first crime spree Norway's ever had. And, and, and they're also like, it's crazy because multiple times after Varg gets out of this, like, everyone's like, yeah, they had nothing on Varg. It's like, what, what do you mean? What do you no. mean? They had they had a recorded confession and his album cover. I mean, it's literally everything you could possibly have on Varg. Yeah, and uh, we see um, Varg uh, revealing that he wants to, uh, or Euronymous is just super pissed about all of this happening, and Varg's in court, and half-heartedly, uh, you know. Euronymous tells is was it Foster or was it somebody else? It might have been somebody else. Because Foster would have been. Um, it doesn't matter. Uh, he he tells it's either Foster or uh, Blackthorn. Yeah, one of his lackeys <laughs> that was just hanging around him at the time. He's like, I'm gonna tase him. I'm gonna fucking kill him. I'm gonna make a snuff film about it. Which like he's saying because Varg is being f- fucking interrogated and it's clearly going to ruin everything. Like, and already right. has ruined everything. Like just just by that interview. <laughs> Right. Has ruined everything. So he's pissed. Well, yeah, Ronan was saying that is honestly the most justifiable thing he said in this like last hour. Absolutely. Absolutely. So his lackey tells Varg's lackey. (laughs) And and then ultimately that's how this gets back to Varg. And it's it's weird. So. So I mean, the, the, this is the end. Uh, yeah, let's just get end. let's just get to this scene, right? So it's most mostly uh, what Sean just said. Uh, he informs Varg. Varg makes up his mind that he's going to kill Euronymous. 
Euronymous isn't planning on killing Varg, supposedly. Uh, he just wants to come up with a written contract that says Burzum can have the rights to Burzum, and like they're no longer affiliated. Yep. Take the so, money. Uh, uh, we're done. Varg comes up with this shitty alibi, uh, asking his friend <laughs> if he's ever seen Die Hard 2, <laughs> because that's what they're going to say they watched together. Uh, his friend says, yes, I've seen it. Uh, that comes into play because the guy has not seen it, which is really fucking funny. And I'm pretty sure that is exactly what happened. Um, so he has uh, Blackthorn is the guy's the guy's shitty metal name uh, drive him. And they were supposed to leave Varg's credit cards at the house. And somebody at the house was going to use Varg's credit cards. So when the police, you know, were like, where were you? He's like, oh, I was at home. Look at my credit card account. But they didn't have enough gas. So they ended up having to use Varg's credit card. Uh, they drive him to Euronymous's house. And this is the infamous end of the Mayhem chapter. Nobody truly knows how the interaction went down uh, because there are people that back up Varg. That's like Euronymous wanted to kill Varg and like he was going to kill him when he got there. What likely happened is probably how the movie played out. Mm -hmm. uh, Varg went there, stabbed the shit out of him because Varg's a piece of shit and um, then drank chocolate milk. <laughs> Which is Varg's big uh, complaint about the movie. <laughs> and you know what, though? Varg is such an idiot and a liar. I could also see him drinking the chocolate milk and just fucking being upset about it. I don't know. He's such an idiot. Sure. Uh, but the thing is, there's only two people in the world that would know if right, that actually right. happened. And one of them's dead and one of them's saying it didn't. And I just don't understand the point of putting that in the movie other than I'm going to piss Varg off. Right, right. <laughs> oh, and guess what? That's probably what it was. <laughs> and I'm okay with it. I'm totally okay. <laughs> um yeah and you know your euronymous is really playing this is really like um your they really play that euronymous was just trying to be a good guy at this point he was done he just wanted to move on and make music which if if he is the master marketer that he is like it makes sense i by all accounts like everyone thought that euronymous was kind of a pussy and like didn't partake in anything yeah. So the, I, I truly believe this makes a lot more sense. This, how they portray the murder of Varg slipping into this weird Varg, like paranoia of just like, he's going to kill me. And like everyone being like, like even the lackeys like, yeah, Varg, I don't, I don't really think he is like, <laughs> like, I, I really don't think that's what's going to happen. Like that doesn't really make sense. <laughs> like he asked you to just mail the contract back to him. Like that's, that's the end of it. And Varg's yeah. like, and and again, like Varg in YouTube videos, like in the end, it's like in the letter that Euronymous wrote him, it says like, hopefully we can be friends one day and like, you know, we'll see each other around. So we'll be friends or whatever. And Var you see Varg reading it and he's like, friends, what does that mean? And if that seems insane, it is. And also Varg talks about that constantly. And Varg's like, Var Varg in interviews is like, he wrote friends in it. And you know what that means? He was trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> Varg says that constantly. He's like, yeah, only, the only person that would write that is somebody trying to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> so, and it, it's, it's fitting because that's honestly the mentality of somebody that has no fucking friends. Right. Doesn't know the concept of friendship. Right. Right. So I do truly believe Varg just like is a complete idiot and read that and was like, what a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> like, like Euronymous was finally growing up and was like moving on, and Varg's like, "What an, what a liar! He's he's just trying to murder me." <laughs> um, 
And even even in the like Varg's confession, well, multiple ones, one of his many stories is he went over just to talk <laughs> with a knife, yes. with yeah. a knife in case Euronymous tried to kill him. And then he said, right. and, and this is this is how they kind of portray it. Euronymous is like, hang on, I got to go get a pen. <laughs> and in Varg's confessions, he's like, he went in to go grab the gun that dead used to kill himself and he was going to kill me with it. And then Varg in the same story is like, yeah, but he didn't have that gun. So uh, <laughs> turns out he didn't yeah, have Varg, a gun or a knife in his house. <laughs> Varg also claims to this day that most of Euronymous's, uh stab wounds were caused by broken glass. Oh, which, my God. I, I, I mean, <laughs> anybody with a fucking brain knows that's not the case. <laughs> like, which is probably why that that doesn't hold any weight, because the police are like, no, no, he was stabbed 21 times. Euronymous, with a fucking knife. You can you can tell a difference. Varg's <laughs> story is Euronymous was rolling around in broken glass. <laughs> like, Varg, that doesn't even make sense. And then, and then and I do love that the movie the movie doesn't even show any. There's like nothing that would have been broken that he could have punctured. No, and it makes so. sense, right? You're watching, you're like, this. This is definitely how it went down. Because <laughs> like, in in Varg's stories, it's always like, yeah, he was rolling around in broken glass, but I forgot my car keys, so I had to go downstairs and get them. <laughs> and he's like, um, but I, I, but I stabbed Euronymous in the head just to finish it off, and then, you know, then I left. It's like Varg, yeah, why? why? <laughs> Which, which, which that point right there is just, that's a confession to murder. Like, like yeah, uh, maybe even if your was rolling around in glass, you still finished him off. Right. That's still a crime. You could have left him like that. <laughs> like if you, you could have called 911. Yeah. It, you, you murdered him. That's you're, finishing you're, him off is a problem. Your self-defense. <laughs> you didn't need any more self-defense, but if he was rolling around in broken glass, <laughs> <laughs> it's insane it's insane well obviously varg's caught because it's the worst crime <laughs> it's like the most poorly planned crime of all time and um everyone gets arrested and they interrogate his friend he's like so what'd you do last night he's like, i watched die hard too and he says what's the movie about he's like some guy dying hard twice <laughs> like, i'm not sure <laughs> <laughs> um, and in the end, you know, they do like a really uh, kind of a solemn ending to show, you know, like Euronymous died and what for basically nothing. And Euronymous interrupts it and is like, stop this sappy shit. <laughs> I'm Euronymous. I created true Norwegian black metal. I created mayhem. What the fuck have you done lately, poser? <laughs> <laughs> Which, regardless of, uh, you know, who Euronymous really was, probably would have said that. Like, <laughs> Agreed. Agreed. <laughs> and that's it. This is like our longest episode of all time, by the way. Yeah. 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 But there was a lot to talk about. I, this. I, I didn't mind talking. If I didn't have to go to the dentist uh, in 15 minutes, I would continue to talk about yeah, it. Yeah. I mean, it's, no, it's, no lie. it's I, definitely so. not a typical horror show, but this we love this. And it's a it's a it's a common chain that has kept me and Joe friends for quite a while was listening to mayhem and talking about mayhem and putting it on at parties to piss people off. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember yeah. that party where we got threatened? Like. I for, it might have been, I forget who it was, but he was, we kept putting it on. We kept changing the iPod. Uh, so you have to be more specific because I can also speak on to a time when <laughs> this guy, 
<laughs> this guy was doing lines of cocaine on my, <laughs> on my on my bar table, and I kept putting on cock and ball torture. <laughs> and the, like his last his last bump, he was like, "If you put that on one more time, I'm gonna break your fucking jaw." I mean, this guy was huge; he could have done it too. But uh, <laughs> nonetheless, I put it back on. But yeah, uh, that sounds sounds vaguely familiar. Yeah, we were at Sleep's house in the basement, and we, I, I forget if it was Bursum or Mayhem, but you were like, "You want to put it on?" And I was like, "Yeah, let's do it." And it was like you, me, and Paul, and we would put it on. And people would get so upset, but we, we were doing it like, and like kind of like hiding away after we would change it. Like we were nearby, but just pretending like we were talking and obviously it was us. Like we were the only people that listened to that. It was you, me and Paul. <laughs> and finally sleeps was like, quit fucking changing the music. And we were like, uh, oh yeah, man, it wasn't us. <laughs> we did it like three more times. And finally, like one of his big stooges came up to us and was like, if you fucking do that again, we'll fucking kill you. I'm like, all right, all right, fair, fair enough. <laughs> Dude, they were all trying to impress girls and we were putting, putting on mayhem. Yeah, it sounds vaguely familiar. Do you remember that Crash Test Dummy song? Uh, mm, yes. Mm, mm, mm. Yeah, yeah. Dude, I played that like six times in a row and some guy honestly, honestly like yelled at me with like tears in his eyes like he was so upset about hearing it and then the next time we had a party i made a mix you know remember you could make mixed cds you could choose the tracks yeah, yeah. i made every track that song and, and took away all the other cds so that was the only cd available to play so when people would like hit the skip button it would just start all over again and people were losing their fucking mind <laughs> oh man that's so yeah we are yeah i guess that that mayhem party is is pretty accurate <laughs> All right. Well, we'll pick a movie later, Joe. You gotta head out of here. Yeah, man. I gotta. I gotta run. So right. uh, apologize. Uh, Sean did ask me to do a Patreon bonus about my favorite black metal, so uh, I'm just gonna play some songs for you. Awesome. Yeah, we'll put that up. So, uh, Facebook.com/slash I Hate Horror, I Hate Horror.com. I'm at Instagram at I Hate Horror. Joe's Boognish1985. Check him out. He's got the music podcast. And for Joe, this is Sean. Stay weird. Thank you. Adios. That's it, guys. That's it, guys. That's it, guys. That's it, guys.